0: welcome to soul talk this is your host pastor rick falls we hope this is an encouragement to you as you walk with god this is the place where we talk about everyday issues and how they affect our soul we do this to strengthen our christian lives hi this is pastor rick with soul talk and we are delighted that you are listening in today I'm in the studio with Dave Remboldt, one of my uh, favorite friends. He's got some very special uh, gifts and abilities, and uh, welcome, Dave. Stop it. Stop. Oh, Stop. Okay, Are keep you going. getting you embarrassed? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: uh, no, I mean, that was okay. Yeah, I dug that.
0: You like that. Okay. Yeah. You're my special friend, too. Oh, good. Good. <laughs> Well, in the news today, of course, there's uh, all of the news about the invasion. And uh, so I wanted to spend a little bit of time on the, the first segment, uh, having a prayer and also having uh, a, a brief scripture about uh, what it's like when things get really, really tough. And so as we think about our brothers and sisters uh, in uh, the country, uh, we need to remember that uh, uh, I think it's over 70% of uh, the population claim Christianity as uh, their the religion. In the Ukraine. Yeah. In the Ukraine. What did yeah. I say? Oh, you didn't say. Oh, okay. Right. In the Ukraine. I was just jumping the gun clear. on you there. That's, yeah. And uh, that's mostly Orthodox uh, Christianity. Uh, but we need to remember uh, that they are brothers and sisters, and we need uh, to encourage them, and we need to stand by them, especially in prayer. There's an interesting bit of church
1: history there, actually. Okay. Uh, because when the Soviet Union fell back in the 90s, uh, there was kind of a rush by our churches for missions. Yes. Um. So there's... T- Lots of missionaries went to the Ukraine. In fact, it's the most sent to country up to this happened um, in Europe, I believe, for missions. Mm-hmm. I think that's if, if I'm what I read was right. And so there's a lot of church relationships between us and the Ukraine
0: uh, because of that, because there's a lot of missionaries there. Yes. And I'd read that uh, the Ukraine sends out uh, lots and lots of missionaries. And know, so, because they're doing it right. They're doing <laughs> it right. <laughs> they're doing it right. You receive and you give, and you give uh, the gospel in any way possible. I was reading from the uh, Bible Society that uh, the Bible Society there has run out of uh, storage Bibles uh, because people are desperate for the Word of God and uh, we need to keep that in mind as we pray for them yeah yes for sure did you uh did, did yeah let's have some scripture this comes out of uh psalms 86. it says incline your ear O lord and answer me for i am poor and needy preserve my life for i am godly save your servant who trusts in you you are my God. Be gracious to me, O Lord, for, to, for you do know that I cry all day. Gladden the soul of your servant, for to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. And then here was a prayer that I found that I thought uh, fit uh, with our empathy with brothers and sisters. God, my rock, fortress, and external foundation, Be present in this moment of my fear, for the footings of my life as I've known it are shaken. Unwelcome news has tilted the world suddenly, robbing me of balance and bearing, casting all plans for pleasant futures in a wavering light. How am I to process this hard report, O Lord, this intrusive revelation of my own frailty and mortality, frailty coupled with fear that uh, the further treatments of our brothers and sisters in the Ukraine could lead to uh, news that are still worse. And in this moment in hindsight, uh, we realize that this is a new chapter. God who fights for me, be present in this first confusion. Be present in this first uncertain distress. Be present in my passage through denial, anger, frustration, and fear. Shepherd me through every anxiety as I and all who love you seek to absorb this blow. Be near in ways that I can sense and know. Convince me of your care. Be my everlasting rock, my unassailable fortress, my fierce defender. Steady the spinning of my world. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
1: Um, do we want to take a break there? Do you, do you have anything else you want to talk
0: about with, uh, in regards to the Ukraine? Well, there was, was one thing that I heard on the news that I, I think that we can do. We can uh, certainly pray and uh, get on our knees and uh, really be serious about prayer. The other thing is to be very careful about social media, Mm. Uh, The Russians are very good at propaganda, and so they are going to be flooding uh, the Internet with all kinds of false propaganda. And we need to be very careful about what we read and not only that, especially what we pass on. Uh, Check your sources out. Check your sources out. Yeah and really i think that was what i i wanted to to get across to people
1: yeah social media is just um, in general uh, if you want to learn more about what's going on there social media is about the worst place yeah you'll be it able really to do that, um because uh, if it's not for concentrated uh, specific propaganda you have to worry about just the propaganda that happens by accident, like the, the, the mania of it all. There's been several stories that have been debunked about the—it it all pertains to, like, the courage the Ukrainians are showing. And it's mm-hmm. not to say it's not happening, but the stories are getting kind of wildly fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like, there was stories about a, a, a fighter pilot. They were talking about the ghost of Kiev. He even had a name. It was completely made up. There, there's no such thing. Mm-hmm. there's no pilot there who's like an ace pilot who's shooting down planes. Now planes have been shot down, but um, right. there's no you know a lot there was, there was lots of pictures of the president of Ukraine uh, wearing like you know flak gear that mm-hmm. were from older other things. Mm-hmm. Um, so just just be careful yes, even with the pictures yeah with the information. the best thing you could do is go like to real sources if you want to know about the history just i mean wikipedia is not a bad place to start to wikipedia go go to ukraine and find out what they are like listen it, it, the further you dig into this and i talked about this earlier this morning on my radio program oh uh-huh um uh, the further you dig into this the further you're gonna see that this is about oil this is about natural gas it's about resources that russia wants back that once was theirs and now they want back because
0: it's always about greed. It's always about greed, Rick. <laughs> yes, that's basically what war is about. Yeah. And, and if greed you... Greed and power.
1: Just a little bit of study, a little bit of internet studying, will show you that these areas on the map that they show you, they show you these areas where there are, quote, unquote, people who are loyal to Russia inside the Ukrainian borders that don't uh-huh. want to be Ukrainian. Um, those areas just happen to be the areas where, that are rich in these deposits. Oh, so okay. I'm not saying what conclusion you should come to. but yeah, I, I kind of am. But <laughs> interesting observation. Yeah, it just so happens and that those are the areas that have a lot of these resources. And that's what's being fought over.
0: Yes, that's not unusual. That tends to happen in uh, what war is about. It's over resources yeah. and power. Meanwhile, the people that just want to live their lives
1: are getting caught in the middle as they always do. Yes. So, pray for them. Pray for them.
0: Yeah. This is Pastor Rick with Soul Talk. Uh, In this segment, we wanted to talk a little bit about distractions and what happens when you pray. Uh, I think we all have uh, distractions, and thoughts can buzz around in our mind just like uh, like a mosquito can in the midst of summer. So what can you do when you start to have distractions? Most of our distractions result from our self-talk. Uh, We get busy praying, and then our self-talk takes over, and we remember things that we should have done, and our mind wanders, especially if you're practicing some silent prayer. Uh, Your mind can just go in a thousand different directions. And how do you deal with those distractions? As a pastor, that's one of the most common questions, I think, that I get. So here's some suggestions. Uh, You might try praying out loud. It's harder to get distracted if you hear your voice and if you're actually doing that praying out loud. Uh, One of the things that I do is I have a notebook by my side. And when I get sidetracked, I jot down what it is I need to remember and then I can let go of it Mm. uh, for a little bit until I can finish my prayer time. And that that helps quite a bit. Then uh, writing your prayer uh, uses your mental voice as well as your physical movement to maintain focus. So, Dave, do you run into distractions?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like the first thing I think of is obviously if you have a prayer closet, um, in your house or wherever, a certain place in your house where you like to pray, even yes. if it's quiet. Um, and, but, but if you have four kids like I do, that's not always, not always I guarantee quiet. that it's going to be quiet. And I think about Jesus a lot. I do most of my praying outside. Do you? Uh, especially mm-hmm. at night. Um, I go outside in my yard and I just uh, go there and it's not like I live in town. So there's the sounds of automobiles, whatever. Um, things can be distracting. It's just less so because my house just has a bustle to it. And there's a reason that Jesus, I mean, Jesus is going from town to town a lot.
0: He's not mm-hmm. spending a
1: lot of time, you know, just hanging out in the countryside. He's going to these towns with purpose. But then he's going out into the wilderness to pray a lot. And there's there's a reason we're told that there's a reason that the, the, that that's given to us in the Bible because we're supposed to look at that and understand he goes out to the wilderness. Cause there's no people out there. <laughs> and, no quiet.
0: Yeah. And it is quiet. Yeah. And,
1: and people are distracting and it's not like, I'm not pointing the finger and being like you terrible people. I'm just saying we're distracting. So the most important thing about prayer is to get somewhere where you can be the least amount of distracted you can be. And for me, that's outside. Um, there's benefits. I think to going outside to pray, Yes. Like uh feeling the wind on your face, Um, uh, just in the elements. I think God can speak to us through the elements sometimes, Um, you know, of Uh of
0: what we would call nature, right? Yes. Um, Nature can have a tremendous effect on us emotionally and spiritually. And we're kind of out of touch with
1: that. Ask a a Native American who's a Christian how they interact with the world around them, God's creation, Yes. It'll be a different experience than what you're used to. We're very shut off from that. Yes, we are. years. Anyways, I just think being outside, um, you know, in your backyard, wherever, is just the best possible way. The closest you can get to your wilderness would be the best way to pray without distraction, in my opinion. Mm Mm-hmm. But uh, 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 that's going to be subjective, though, depending on where you live. It's going to de-
0: depend yeah. on where you live, and it's going to depend on your personality, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you got to find a your wilderness, in other words. Right. I had a friend one time who said that uh, she prayed <laughs> the best in a tree. There you go. And so she found a, a tree that has a low hanging limb should just kind of sit there it sounds like a lot of work but okay (laughs) (laughs) but she was alone she was alone and and that was important then another friend i have had this huge rock in her front yard and that was her praying place Mm. so she'd get outside and and use her prayer rock Yes, I think silence is probably the most difficult to deal with when we're trying to pray. It's not uh, nearly as hard if we're thinking about our prayer or if we are speaking it out loud, but once we try to move into silence and solitude, it gets really, really difficult. And if you're new to that, I guess I would suggest that you know that it takes lots and lots of patience, Uh, you will get there. You will learn how to shut off the outside distractions, but it may take a little while. But the richness of the solitude and the silence is very powerful, and you can hear the whisper of God into your ear.
1: That's the biggest thing about getting outside too, is leave your, leave your, your, uh, your electronics inside. Oh yeah. As long as you're inside, even if your phone's on silent, it vibrates. You yes. can hear that. Yeah. You could be in a prayer closet and hear your phone vibrate. And then that like dopamine starts com- brushing in your brain. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, someone just liked my post on Facebook. Yeah. And, and, and it'll completely take you out of where you're at.
0: Yes, just get away from uh, your phone for a while. Get away from your phone. And then another thing to uh, think about is if you're having a repetitive thought, that it might be the Holy Spirit trying to tell you something. If something's going over and over in your mind, there may be a message from God in that. So mine, whatever distraction that is, Uh, to see if it indeed is God uh, talking to you. And the other thing is that if you get distracted, uh, you need to know that God's pleased with your prayer. Uh, Sometimes we ask, did I do it right or did I do it wrong? Well, there's not really any right or wrong way to pray. Just talk to God. Mm. That's what it's about. And if you get distracted, and uh, just know that he is pleased. He is so pleased to have his children come and talk with him. Now, we talked a minute about uh, being silent when you pray. There are times when God is silent when we pray. And uh, the first thing that that comes to mind is, what have we done? What have we done that's wrong that God would not speak to us? Well, God will forgive your sins if you ask. And then you need to remember that he does forgive. And this period of silence and not being able to hear from him uh, is a time when he's doing some surgery, maybe on your heart. And uh, just let it be. He may just want to spend time with you. Uh, Nothing that I love more than when my kids are home and I can just spend time with them. Mm. And that's the way it is with God and us. All right. Okay. Well, that's the end of the second session. And uh, we'll be into the third one in just a minute as we take a look at God uh, and Jesus and His prayer time. This is Pastor Rick again with Soul Talk, and we are blessed uh, that you're part of our audience today. We wanted to talk a little bit about Jesus' prayer time and when was it that he prayed? Well, there were a number of things in Scripture that reminded us uh, about the need to pray. First of all, he prayed before a major task. Uh, After he was baptized, he spent 40 days praying in the wilderness. Uh, It was after that, after his temptations, that he began to start his public ministry. And so when you've got big decisions that need to be made, spend some time in prayer. Then uh, he recharged himself after hard work. Uh, Jesus sent his disciples out to do ministry. And when they got back, he encouraged them to separate from people who were following them so that they could rest. And so... Um uh, i was visiting with a young pastor who uh, does a lot of funerals for their church and uh he said after a funeral he's just emotionally exhausted mm-hmm. and so what he does is he rests he takes a long two-hour nap in the afternoon and uh, gets recharged that way and and one of the first things that we can do to get rid of The adrenaline uh, is to exercise. If you're exhausted, rest. And there was a time that Jesus went through grief when his uh, cousin, John the Baptist, had been beheaded. Jesus went off by himself. Uh, In times of distress, of course, Jesus prayed uh, at the Mount of Olives, just a short distance away from his disciples. He was in great emotional agony knowing what he was about to face. And then in Luke 5.16, it reminds us that Jesus just had a focus on prayer. He stayed in, in touch with his Father. Yeah, a couple questions. Do times of prayer and solitude form the foundation of your relationship with God? How would you answer that, I wonder? Um. Well, I would hope
1: they would they all be in fact are the foundation. I don't know how it could be any other way, but you'd have to be like we've been talking about away from distraction, quiet. I don't know I often talk and think about um do we spend any quiet time with him, or is it all just us asking
0: him for things yeah the quiet quiet yeah. thing is is very important, it's very important, but i I'll have to admit myself, sometimes when I've got a major decision, I'm busy thinking about it instead of discerning what it is that uh, God's trying to say. There's a, a big deci- a big difference between uh, making a decision and discerning. With a decision, you're using your head. With discernment, you're using your heart, your head, and your body as you listen Uh, to God's wisdom and using that. So, yeah, I have to confess that there are times when uh, I have a decision and I just charge off on my own. And then afterwards, I always regret that I didn't listen to God. Uh, My wisdom is is quite lacking many times. You
1: mentioned um, Jesus's 40 days in the wilderness. And I have to imagine much of that time was quiet, uh, Jesus waiting for the Father to speak,
0: Yes. of um, um,
1: some sort. Of, and and some of that quiet is filled up by by Satan, as he comes to tempt Jesus, right? Yes. Um, uh, uh, that story is fascinating because the wilderness he's in is just like wilderness is like this mountainy kind of area, and it's just up the valley from Jericho. Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, Satan tempts him with, uh, hunger first. Right. Right. It says, Hey, uh, you're the son of God. Why don't you just turn that rock into some bread there. And, and I think that's interesting because, uh, this, this Jericho, which he was near probably within sight of, he'd been able to smell, um, the smells of the city, right? People mm-hmm. baking bread in the morning. um, just a short walk down the mountainside, really. Right. Uh, and I find that just, uh, I didn't ever think of that until I went to Israel mm-hmm. and, and saw where they think he was, the area, you know, yes. obviously not pinpointed, but just the valley is outstretched before you. You can see everything. So he'd have been able to see Jericho. And it's just interesting to me that the, um, what he was trying to do was get into this place that we were talking about earlier, how important it is to find quiet and prayer Mm -hmm. and the temptations were hunger. (laughs) The temptations are um, throwing uh, himself off the temple wall. Yeah. To go back to not being human. Right. Right. He, the Satan explains what we all know that he would immediately go back to being God, pure mm-hmm. God, um, and then um, just to be God, to be that, to, yes. to do that. And and the interesting thing about that is those are the temptations that he tries to get us with. Um, you, we, he wants us to be our own gods, right? Mm-hmm. That's what Satan is trying to do. And and so uh, I just find it really interesting when in speaking towards our prayer time and finding this quiet time is what Satan really wants is you not to listen for God hmm He's just, like, look, those could have been any things. He's just picking at things that he thinks Jesus, he can tempt Jesus with, and he does the same thing to you and me.
0: Yes, he knows what our weaknesses are, and he
1: heads for those. I do feel a kinship with Jesus that he went straight for hunger first. <laughs> yes. I'm like, me and Jesus probably would have got along pretty good. Yes. <laughs> yes. You think it's time to eat?
0: And I was thinking, <laughs> <laughs> not yet, Dave, not yet, Dave. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, I was thinking about turning the stones into bread, uh, and the one who is able to do that and did do it by turning uh, the loaves and the fishes into feed the Mm -hmm. thousands, uh, there's a similarity there. And then there's a similarity in uh, when Satan asked Jesus to bow down uh, and worship him, that Mm -hmm. at the top of the cross, it says, King of the Jews. Yeah. yeah, And uh, how ironic he is, the king of the Jews. He's the king of the Gentiles. He's the king of the world, and we need to remember that. Well, know, and, then, and then there's a lesson there
1: for us. Yes. That the temptations that that Satan gave him, most of the temptations he gives us, oh, so he's playing at Jesus' hunger. Well, not, Jesus is not going to eat then, but he did eat. Um, he's playing that Jesus is God. He's like, Hey, why don't you just be God now? Right. But he didn't. But now he's seated at the right hand of God. Right. Like there's a time and place where all that's coming. Satan can only tempt you with things that God's already going to give you. Because yeah. You see that? Yes. Like, but you have to being patient is godliness, right? God doesn't Absolutely. act on a whim. He has a timing set in place. He knows the perfect time. Mm-hmm. And God has had to be patient as all of this on our, all of life and creation unfolds. I am
0: so glad he's a patient God. Me too. Yeah. Cause my timing would be much worse. <laughs> my timing is not very good sometimes. Well, this is pastor Rick and we're finishing up our uh, soul talk. We're glad to, again to have you as part of the audience. And uh, if you ever have some, Comments that you'd like to make, feel free to contact the station.
1: Yeah, yeah you can do God that bless you. KFEX931.com if you have any comments for Pastor Rick. Love to hear from you. All right. Have a good day.
0: Thanks for listening. We appreciate all of our listeners. You can listen to this show live at KFEX 93.1 FM at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time on most Mondays.